and welcome to Mistakes We've Made and Debts We've Paid, a storytelling podcast about a lifetime of mistakes, mishaps, and poor choices, where we really lean into the pain and laugh at all our cringy moments. Big and small, we tell them all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Royce Emery. And I'm Wayne Cummins. And welcome to our show. All right, and welcome to yet another episode of Mistakes We've Made and Debts We've Paid. What's up, Mistakes? How are you all today? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I am as well, uh, despite the insane amount of stress, as I was mentioning to you earlier with my recent situation. I don't want to talk about it on the show, just in case it gets worse. <laughs> you, but, you, uh, you are a just human ball of stress. I know, dude. I'm a magnet for it. Uh, I won't say too much, but... All that shit in the news about Britney Spears. I'm sorry, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who told her dad, man. I was like, this is a smart decision. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could see you dressed up as that uh, the evil guy from Star Wars with the cloak over his head and just... Oh, Palpatine, yeah. the emperor. Yeah. Just, just in the back. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin her finances. <laughs> um, so uh, we are here today... From the black void of space, uh, we're in a uh, we're in a small satellite circling the globe. We uh, oh, nice. <laughs> we got launched into space. Um, I don't know how it happened. I I woke up like this, as the song says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Royce, I think got us in this situation. I'm blaming him because he was awake already. I don't I don't I don't know how I with a coffee. <laughs> half the situations I I end up in, I just I just show up. I'm just there. Yeah, but. Because we were in orbit, I figured I would talk about some of the times I used to get high, uh, higher than the uh, suicide rate at the iPhone factory, I like to say. <laughs> higher than the fucking gas prices right now, that's that's for sure. Um, bullet. One of, one of my favorite uh, old man sayings is, uh, uh, my dad used to say, man, that, that, that kid looks like higher than a giraffe's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Higher than a giraffe's pussy. So... I was thinking I'd, we'd talk about, because I, I don't know if we have enough material for mistakes tonight. We're going to probably go off on a tangent that mm-hmm. we were talking about, but I'll start off with the the mistake of doing drugs um, and having to do them in a state where it's not legal to do the type of drug you like. So for years, I've smoked marijuana, and uh, doing so in Texas, even now, is illegal. And you, like I say in some of my stand-up, uh, you have to unfortunately deal with one of the weirdest creatures on earth, the drug dealer, yeah. specifically the weed dealer. It's a very interesting type of human. It takes a it takes a special breed, I think, to want to do that full time, or enough so that you know you're on call twenty four seven, which most of them are. Yeah. Whether or not they answer that call or can get to you in the time you want is another story. But they are always on call. And you know how uh, the Pokemon Eevee can like be so many different types. Depending on the time of day you evolve it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's how I feel about drug dealers. Is it a Tuesday? No, I'm not a Flareon, bro. <laughs> I'm an Espeon. <laughs> There's so many different types of drug dealers, but they all can kind of be they similar. All, yeah, they all come from that same Eevee. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have those same similar traits, right? The big fluffy tail. Um, yeah. That sexy tail. I've had quite a few of them, and generally, they, fortunately enough for the show, they, they j- j- tend to go by like you know fake names, yeah. so it kind of works for our format. One of my favorites, uh, who I, I plan to put into a story that I'm slowly writing over the years, is a dude named Creeper, which he went by that, like that was, he chose to go by that name. <laughs> <laughs> if you're willing to go by that, that already is a big red flag. 
it was a very well-earned name because he had this innate ability to just appear behind you. And usually when you were talking about him, it was just this, like, you summoned him or something. God damn it, Creeper. <laughs> and he had this deep, you know, like, drug dealer voice. He's kind of short, short white kid. Has since joined the military, gotten married, and not cleaned up his life by any means. But, you know, he's just on a different branch of weird. Um, he, I think he married a transgender girl for a while. Oh. Dude, oh, Dude's all over the spectrum, right? Wow. Very, and I knew it was coming, at least to an extent, because he, he just did weird shit around us all the time. Uh, like, he uh, he came over once with a friend of his that I'd never met before, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, you're, you're my drug dealer, I'll let you get away with certain things that I wouldn't normally let yeah. random people get away yeah, with. Yeah, you get a little bit of a pass, I guess. Sure. You give me the drugs I need, and on a regular basis. So, he brought a friend over once, and uh, it's just, just not some random dude, tatted up, you know, probably had done time. And they just started, like, like getting really drunk and wrestling. Ah. Yeah. And just, you know, like, in my apartment, you know, my, my like, shitty, you know, like, I've, I've got neighbor's apartment. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up, please. please. Yeah. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd, I'd rather someone be outright gay than, like, <laughs> than, than, like, than aggressively in the closet. Flirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hurting the wardrobe. <laughs> Banging around in there. Um <laughs> Literally. So uh, <laughs> he was just that weird kind of guy. And a few times, he, I think he underhandedly hit on me or tried to, pr- you know, proposition me slightly. Yeah. And I never took him up on it. I was like, oh, is this what it's like for women who d- have sex for drugs? <laughs> I always I always thought this was like a, like a, a benefit for them. No, this sucks. <laughs> I would not want to fucking have to give it up for drugs. Um, and thankfully, I didn't have to that time. So uh, he was a weird one. Um, I'm trying to think of more instances where he was just a fucking creep. He was a creep. And I still keep in touch with him vaguely. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> right? I don't know. He probably would appreciate all this shit I'm saying. Like, he creep. He's a creep. Uh, Lives up to the name. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his dad looked like Bill Murray. I remember that. I, I Every now and then I would have to go over to his place. His dad also dealt, dealt drugs. I guess it was a legacy business. And... Um, <laughs> His dad looked exactly like Bill Murray, That's but awesome. like like had really let himself go. If Bill Murray wasn't an actor oh. <laughs> and had had been half the roles he had played, you know, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. hit life as hard as those roles he had played had. Jeez. And I hear that Bill Murray is a bit of a party guy, but you know, clearly he's doing something right as as well because he's uh, not aging as fast as I'm sure. I'm trying to Creeper's think. Creeper's dad is right. I'm trying to think now. Only one of the Ghostbusters is dead. I was gonna, I was gonna compare them to the Beatles. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, they're half gone. But no, I think technically only one of the Ghostbusters is dead, and Rick Moranis is still alive if you count him. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's just a weird and like drug dealers are always that off brand of human. Yeah, I always like to say they were like if an autistic person had watched all the Born Identity movies, <laughs> and they were like, "I can do that," because um, you know they ask you to meet them in weird places, and they ask you for like code words and and like you know like yeah. code names and shit. I don't know, man. I feel like an autistic kid would do uh, a way cooler job than. <laughs> Sometimes they nail it, but then right. there's that one shining, glaring moment where you're like, "Oh right, okay, you're yeah." Where right. they see something shiny and glaring. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> and. So so that brings me to my next drug dealer, Smurfy Murphy. Smurfy uh, Murphy. Murphy the Smurf. And he was this short white kid, which is, I guess, a running theme with some of the drug leaders I've dealt with. Uh, they're either like short, like bushy-headed white guys, or they're like 
tall, lanky black dudes who, like, I would not fuck with <laughs> over anything. But they're generally really nice guys in both cases. Um, nice. But with horrible traits in some, you know, in some way or another. Like, oh, that really makes me not want to hang around you. Uh, Murphy was this weird kid. He had this fake, deep voice. I want to say he was, like, 18 when we were dealing with him, 17, 18. And it's always so obvious when, when they're, like, deepening their voice. Yeah, and always exactly. Talking like that. Exactly what he sounded like. And uh, I remember one time where I was picking up from him with a friend of mine, and we were in my friend's car, and we're picking him up behind some some like gas station somewhere in the middle of suburbia, and uh, and you know he just lives right around the corner or something, mm-hmm. and eventually we found out he did because we actually eventually just went to drag like he's like all right park around my mom's house but not <laughs> right, not right in front of it, <laughs> and, so, and he would like skateboard around the corner. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure if your mom's in the backyard, she could see this, bro. (laughs) All she's got to do is look at her kitchen window, man. Which I've been caught doing. Like, (laughs) doing stuff in the the backyard and and the way that the, 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 the... house was on a slope my dad can like see us yeah <laughs> and he's just shaking his head like not only are you doing something i want you not to do but you're just stupid about it yeah <laughs> at least you know be just a little clever at least yeah make do me it proud somewhere or another make me proud eyesight dude i'm not even trying to catch you and i'm catching you right stupid <laughs> and so uh one day we're meeting him behind this gas station and he's rolling up on his skateboard and he's good like i don't know quarter of a block away when we see him coming and like all right he comes and he's getting closer, and he's not slowing down, and the car's at the bottom of a short hill, and he's getting closer, and he starts picking up speed, <laughs> and he just slams into the back like passenger door of my friend's car, like manages to rock it a little bit, and just Damn. immediately gets in, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking flinch, you know? And so we... we we uh, we entitled him with the Can't Stop, Won't Stop Award. Nice. <laughs> can't Stop, nice. Won't Stop, guys. What's going on, guys? What are you looking for? <laughs> and so he was just a fucking character. And we'd pick... I, I once wrote a short... I used to do a lot of short horror stories and post them on Reddit. And I just got into this chain. Awesome, or, dude. dude, it was it was one of the most validating things I ever did. Because each story I did would get like thousands of upvotes. And it just, they did really well. People would, you know, I, I, I got, you know, a lot of comments and, and critique on my writing that was positive and, and just like, you know, I felt that. Dude, not, um, only, not only is it awesome that you wrote that, but it's awesome that you fucking posted it. Because that is such a big step, dude, to put yourself out there like that. I wish I'd have published it instead of posted it. I'll say that much. <laughs> but yeah, it is. And, and, and I've told people, too, that are writers just, and who, who are still in the closet, I guess you could say, about that, where it's like, hey, you know, just put your stuff out there, even if it's just a little bit get a feel for if this is something you want to do to yourself. Like, you know, maybe just keep writing and never put it out there. Or do you want people to appreciate your work and you actually want your work out there? Uh, which I do. I want all of my work out there for the most part. Uh, even the stuff I'm not 100% on, I just, I still want it to be out there. I want to leave something behind. Awesome. As an atheist, I don't believe in like another life. So it's just like, this is what I got. <laughs> I yeah, gotta... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Not believing in, in God has really made me like really... It's a motivator. Appreci- yeah. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, so, uh, there's so much procrastination in yeah. me as a Christian that was like, ah, it's all right. Right. Like, this isn't it. Yeah. But, like, no, this is the it. The clock so. is ticking. <laughs> exactly. Every day you need to make count. You're one second closer to the not being able to do what you want to anymore. Right. Um. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, I posted this story once about him. Uh, and I was g- going real quick back to the, some of the critiques I got. I once wrote, wrote the story, and it starts out about this guy who finds a, a journal in this old bookstore. 
and the line that I used to describe the bookstore is uh, it was a it was a rundown, dusty old shack that had more character than some people I knew. And I I remember one of the comments I got quoted that line and said, this is one of my favorite lines in literature. (laughs) And I was like, fuck, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel so good. Um, And so, yeah, I I wrote this one story once about uh, basically a ghost drug dealer. (laughs) Because sometimes dealing with drug dealers is scary. Sometimes they ask you to meet them in the middle of the fucking night, early morning, in some usually a bad part of town when you have a bunch of loose cash on you. And, you know, all you are is in your car. And you probably don't have a weapon, you know, who thinks, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go take a gun with me to go buy a fucking pound of marijuana or an ounce of marijuana. Like, yeah, you so you can get two felonies. Right, exactly. And so, you know, I, I wrote a short story where, you know, he because his, his image is just so weird. And I, I wrote him as like a 30 year old instead of, a, you know, an 18 year old. So it gives him a little more credibility. <laughs> and uh, I can't even remember the overall idea of the story, but he basically... Uh, the idea is he keeps asking me to take him to other places, you know, and it's like it gets weirder and weirder. It's like, all right, take me here, and I'll get you the, the stuff. I just have to go here first, and then, oh no, I, I didn't have it here. Let me go here for it next. And I've had drug dealers do shit. Like I was that. gonna say, yeah, yeah. I, I've had I've had to be the errand boy, and it's like, okay, well, are uh, you leading me somewhere? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've heard fairy tales that start like this, you know, <laughs> and yeah. they don't end well for the person in the fairy tale. Never, they're grim, uh, and so. Yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've had some creepy, very, very creepy, no pun intended, from the earlier character uh, experiences. He wasn't one of the worst. Uh, you know, thankfully, one of the last ones I had for the longest time, and who I will go back to when I'm not on probation, uh, is just a run-of-the-mill, has-a-nice-house family white guy. Mm. I couldn't have asked for better. Nice. He will never get pulled over. He will never get arrested, and if he does, he'll get out of it. Yeah, if he gets pulled <laughs> over, they're just going, oh... Yeah. Well, hello, sir. Yeah. <laughs> your your blinker is out. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> Be on your way. <laughs> That's him telling the cop. Enjoy your yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your white America. <laughs> That's why there's always a grain of salt that I take with being poor and and misfortune, you know, unfortunate yeah. growing up is that I am thankfully pretty white looking. Might be half Mexican, but I've gotten away with a lot of shit just having a white last name nice. and looking white and acting nice. white, having a very white voice Dude, overall. That's that's something that I, I I'm really glad that you can embrace. Like there, there's advantages to every <laughs> single race. True, true. And, and it, it, I I really appreciate when someone's like hey, I can take advantage. This is of the this. benefit. Yeah, the this benefit, is the benefit. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I've I've been in some shitty situation. I'm still a very poor person who's yeah. on the shittier end of the law, but I've also you know, not suffered nearly as bad as I would have in other situations because of being a white guy. Uh, so I try not to like shun my white privilege, but at the same time, I, I get a lot less than most of my brethren. <laughs> <laughs> than my white brothers. <laughs> Which I can guarantee you, we don't feel that way. <laughs> I think Bill Burr has a bit about that where he's like, that guy's not my brother. My brother lives in Chicago. I don't know that guy. <laughs> Some dude. <laughs> we have no solidarity. <clears throat> so... It's a random tangent, but I think the meat of our, our podcast is going to be about scary video games. Yeah. Because <laughs> recently I picked up the new Resident Evil, and I just got back from playing that. And literally the last thing I did was uh, run through a dark hallway being chased by like a 30-foot fetus. 
screaming dada <laughs> yeah but before you mentioned the fetus part that that's the majority of the game is just running through <laughs> dark hallways but it, each way it's 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 different and scary and Dude, still keeps you on your fucking toes the resident evil series i was trying to describe it just to someone recently who'd never played any of them before it's such a weird cool little pop culture bit it's mm-hmm. it's it's like i don't know what the japanese version of americana is but it's definitely part of theirs where it's so inherently Japanese, but still approachable. Yeah. Anyone, I think, could pick up a Resident Evil game and enjoy it. And if you've never played one of the Resident Evil games, they're nothing like the movies. I kind of dig the first movie. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure, but every movie Mm -hmm. after that is just crap, and they get worse and worse. Well, uh, if you go in expecting a shitty movie, then it's enjoyable. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're really tongue-in-cheek, and they're kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I did watch. I think I I marathoned them all once, and I was like, I I, you know, enjoyed myself, (laughs) but not for the right reasons. It's it's like when you look up chubby girls in porn, you're just like, all right, let's just do it today. (laughs) Or on Tinder. On Tinder. Or there. Even better. No, so... uh, uh, the games, however, are are pretty well crafted. The original ones came out way back in the day, and then they started recently doing remakes of them, which are fucking solid. They've all been really solid, you know, uh, interesting remakes where they... I think the first one, they did a straight remake, and it was just graphically better. It still played like shit, like a PS1 game, so everyone was like, <laughs> hey, let's not do that again. And then 2 and 3, they remade, and they were just phenomenal. They, they added a lot of story elements, made everything that was already cool from the first one better, and now they play like a modern game, and they're fun, they're scary. Super cinematic, yeah. But at the same time, they still have those classic Resident Evil moments where, like, one of the monsters has got a rocket launcher and is (laughs) shooting at you multiple rockets, and, like, the main character is, like, doing timed flips, you know? And then he stops and, like, with his handgun, and he's fighting this impenetrable fucking beast and somehow still manages to kill it, you know? There's just enough red barrels around. Um, and so I love the weird duality of that. There's yeah. a few video game series that are kind of like that, but Resident Evil does them better than most. The red barrels that nobody ever has except for to explode <laughs> in a movie or <laughs> right? a game. It's like, why is there just an abundance of gasoline in this world? Um, or whatever the fuck they have in those barrels. Right. Um, but yeah, so the when they got around to 7, so I don't know if a lot of people know this, I think the big influence behind 7 was P.T. Do you remember P.T. or know what that is? No. So P.T. was stood for Playable Trailer, which I don't even think initially a lot of people knew that. Oh, okay, yeah. It was a demo that got released, and it was just this weird, mysterious thing that was only on the marketplace for a short time and got taken off. And then I remember for a short while, if you had that shit on your hard drive... Um, you could sell it. You could sell your PlayStation for like a couple grand. Oh shit! Because it was just impossible to get that game anymore, and oh, it was wow. like everyone fucking wanted it. But what it was is you wander in first person through this very photorealistic house, and shit just gets creepier. If you actually manage to solve the weird puzzle that is this this circular square house that you keep going in a loop through, mm-hmm. um, you 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 change the house as you go through. And it gets weirder and scarier. There's bodies hanging from the ceiling. There's like dolls that disappear. There's a there's a radio broadcast that keeps changing and getting creepier and creepier. It's really well done. I, I love when uh, games add a radio in there. And oh, it, man. It, like Fallout did a really good job with their radios. The radio was really good in Fallout. Yeah, yeah especially 3, dude. I loved Fallout yeah, 3. Yeah, Fallout 3. Dude, uh, uh, some th- good creepy moments in that game. So cinematic that uh, my sister would just watch me play like it was a movie. And One of those games. hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with uh, with the PT, you know, eventually, if you could actually solve everything, most people, I think, just resulted to looking at playthroughs online of people oh, yeah. who knew what they were doing. Yeah. But when you finally got through the whole thing, it it's, it ended with this cinematic trailer of Norman Reedus all CG'd out walking through the middle of Silent Hill, and it was like, you know, Silent Hill 
produced or, or like I think written by Guillermo del Toro. And everyone was like, holy shit, this is going to be one of the best games ever made. And then the guy who's who's the creator of Silent Hill and the dude who runs the whole franchise gets fired like a week later or something. Oh my God. It's like a very short time later and they're just very quickly and, and without any kind of announcement as to why, they just they just let him go. And they were like, we will not be doing any more of his very, oh very money-making franchises. Because he did Silent Hill and he also did the Metal Gear games and a couple other decently big um, things. Yeah, Metal Gear was a huge game. Huge. And all, both of those games known for kind of innovating their, their genres. Mm-hmm. And so, dude makes good games. They're weird as fuck, and they don't always make sense, but they're good games. Um, and so he took he takes all the talent and the money for that and makes a game called Death Stranding that nobody played or liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone just had a bunch of bad things to say about it. Apparently, it's the worst walking simulator that's ever been made. I, I've never even heard of it. What was it called again? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. The original trailer for it was really great, and it had one of my favorite puns that I've ever read online. So the the first trailer is this creepy, weird cinematic trailer where Norman Reedus is he wakes up on a beach naked. And there's a bunch of dead sea life around him, and he sees a baby that disappears, and it's like it, the handprints of the baby appear as tar down his body, and then lead to the ocean, and with all the dead whales and everything on the beach, and then he looks up, and there's four humans floating in the distance, okay. and that's the fucking trailer. And everyone wow. was like, "All right, cool, super vague, yeah, yeah." But it was creepy and cool, and everyone was like, "Okay, instead of Silent Hill, we're getting this, and this yeah. is just as weird." I'm down. Uh, and the best, the top comment on the Reddit thread was uh, Norman Fetus. <laughs> God bless you, Internet. God bless you. You will never let me have a somber moment, will you? <laughs> the Reddit comments can be the most fucking hilarious shit ever. Yeah, some of those brilliant things. It's fucking awesome. So uh, originally the segue into talking about scary games was going to be a story I wanted to tell where I was super stoned because of smoking weed, getting it for drug dealers <laughs> with my friend Kelly who I used to live with, who I've mentioned on the show before, um, who I haven't talked to in years, thank God. And uh, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> thank the God I don't believe in. <laughs> thank the flying spaghetti monster. Keep doing nothing. <laughs> Keep it up, buddy. Somehow it's working. Um, so, <laughs> not for everyone, but for, for a couple. Uh, so, one night we were, and it was like two or three in the morning, and the, the little, the, the task at hand, we were playing Dead Space, which to this day is one of the best horror video games ever made. I thought you were going to say it's just what he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bunch of dead fucking space. No, he's clever, dude. Um, <laughs> he is. Really I won't, yeah, that's something I would never claim. He doesn't have a lot of dead air. <laughs> a lot of airhead, but not a lot of dead air. Um, <laughs> so we were playing Dead Space, and we were handing it back and forth. Amazing game. Really well made. Even I mean, now I can replay it and still enjoy it, and I've played it at least a dozen times. But uh, it was one of the first times I had ever played it, and so it's still jump scary. And we're in the middle of the night, and I'm pretty sure we hadn't said anything to each other for like an hour. <laughs> you know, just playing the game? Just fucking silence, right? And so we're fucking like sitting on the couch together, and it was such a weird affirming moment for me as a man. And I'll get to that in a second, because I have my pants down, he's sucking my dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is gay right now, it's not gay. No, it's uh, not gay. He's <laughs> sucking your dick. Right? <laughs> I was giving him the reach around, but, you know, so... Um, <laughs> We're, it's still not gay. It's a, it's a courtesy. I, ask your friend Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> you never know until it's too late. So uh, we're playing this game, and it's I'm I'm literally walking down a dark hallway, and all I have is the light of my gun. I'm low on ammo, and it's it's just such an a- atmospheric game that even the audio in that game is amazing. And uh, they had just introduced this new creature type that's that's like super fast. 
And um, it it's a common element they use in horror stuff now, where it's that blurry look, mm. you know, where they shake. And, yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's terrifying. Fuck it's yeah. a great effect. I don't yeah. know who started that in movies. I remember the first time I ever saw it was House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. That that was the first time I saw that effect. I was like, that's good. There was a couple of really cool moments in that movie. Overall, not the best horror film, but I liked parts of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so uh, Jeffrey Rush as a Vincent Price knockoff was a great idea. Um, cool little nod to old horror in that movie. So uh, um, there's there's one of these monsters, and he pops around a corner, and he's like straight down the hall from me, middle of the fucking dark, can't see anything but him in the middle of my light, and he's doing that fucking shaky thing, and he's like a good few feet away, and I can't, I literally can't pull the trigger. I'm like frozen in fear, <laughs> and he your character or you me oh wow <laughs> goddamn middle of the night stoned out of my mind, yeah. um, and he comes at me with his razor th- fucking sickle hands. And I just scream in pure terror. And I realized in that moment that if I'm ever to die, like from a slasher or a werewolf or a bear or mm-hmm. something, I know at least in that moment I will scream like a man. If nice. there's ever like a, a the camera or someone watching <laughs> that survives, I, they will at least be like, he went down like a man. Because <laughs> in that moment, because normally, and I only say this because normally when something in a movie or a video game startles or scares me, it's usually... Something I kind of see coming, or I'm ready for, or just I'm not truly scared. Yeah. There's a part of my brain that's like, no, you're watching like, something. You know what's coming too. Right. You, you can anticipate what's going to happen. Or even just like, even if it truly startles me, it's just always like a, a high, almost like high pitched laugh or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah! you know, I generally don't freak out from a horror, it, but it still has a reaction. And I'm always like, oh man, that would suck if I died that way. <laughs> you know, what if one day I'm in a horror situation, I'm in a haunted house or some shit, and right before the ghost kills me, I'm like, ah! you know, like, I would, that would suck so yeah. bad. As you're dying, you're like, no. <laughs> Not that noise. No. <laughs> let, even the ghost is like, Jesus. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have killed you if I knew that was what you're going to do. But no, so this monster's coming straight down the hallway at me, and I let out the deepest guttural, oh! <laughs> and just, Kelly jumped out of his chair laughing, just, you know, because it scared him too, but immediately he just knew it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you play for a while. (laughs) Can't do this anymore. (laughs) I'm literally, like, my heart is about to beat out of my fucking chest. Damn, dude. That was also one of the two games I've ever played in my life where I would have to piss every five fucking minutes. I'd have to pause the game. like, I gotta piss. I gotta piss again. (laughs) This game is literally scaring the piss out of me. Damn, dude. (laughs) I'd have to go fucking take a piss. That's intense. The only time that I've ever felt that, like, fear or that... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that amount of anxiety is like before a fight in a jujitsu tournament. And I, I have to pee constantly. Yeah. Dude, your nerves will just do that to you in certain times. I, I, I didn't know that that was a real thing until then. <laughs> you just thought you had a weird bladder. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting ready to toss some people evacuate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there was that situation with dead space. I've always loved it for that. Another great series was, uh, did you ever play any of the Bioshock games? Mm-mm. Oh, dude! I've Bioshock. heard they were awesome though. Reddit Bioshock was, was amazing. Went, Reddit went crazy over Bioshock. So. Yeah, the the first one especially was pretty set the standards pretty high for the whole genre. It's specifically the way they did the storytelling, the narrative was fucking great. They because you know it 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 had this self awareness of being a video game. So uh, as you go through, you're constantly getting these these missions from this voice that's you know some dude who's somewhere in the city. It's this underwater city. Um, and he's, he's like, all right, now he's this Irish dude. And every time he gives you a mission, he's like, would you kindly do this? Go find this, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and then you find out that you were being brainwashed the whole time because oh, would wow. you kindly is a trigger sentence that makes you do whatever he tells you. Wow, dude. And there's a character who's trying to cut you out of the brainwashing and he's also like the dude who runs the city who this, 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 who you thought was your friend is actually the bad guy of the game is trying to get you to kill the whole game because he wants to take over. There's this real cool uh, subplot going on. What a fucking cool storyline. Dude, right? And it, it's, it plays to this whole thing where you're just this, this faceless, you know, first-person protagonist. So it works in that whole thought process of like, oh, shit, I have just been doing what they tell me. Yeah. I do that with every video game. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was kind of this commentary about video games in general. Um, and it was really well done. And so there's a scene where you get to the, the actual good guy, the, the dude who's trying to save the city, and, you know, the, the other dude's been trying to kill the whole time. And he's trying to snap you out of your brainwash. And he's like, yeah, you're from this city. You thought you crashed here, but you're actually from here. Oh, they, Jesus. Yeah, dude. they sent you back here to kill me, but I think you can get out of it. But I'm going to force you to come to terms with it. So he hands you a golf club and he goes, now, would you kindly kill me? And you try to stop yourself, but you literally can't do anything as the character but kill the dude. And it's a long process. Oh, wow. You and actually keeps, kill him? Yeah. And he keeps, oh, and he gets shit. worse and worse. You're bashing his face and he's like, would you kindly? And you just wham. Wham. Oh, shit. Yeah, and that's like about the midway point of the game. Midway. <laughs> it's a good fucking game. That sounds fucking awesome. It was a really well-made game, especially for its time. That, Dead Space, and Last of Us all came out around the same time, and it was just fucking this era of like, oh, this is what video games are now. Last of Us, I, I saw lots of trailers for. And, uh, you never played Last of Us? No. Oh, I dude. Dude, so like, I, I want to get into all these video games, but dude, I, I know I'm going to get sucked in and just lose That's what they are yeah yeah they're, they're time well, suckers they will dude. take your life yeah well you know that from fallout man fallout is one of those games that just literally takes part of your life away yep and you start to see the the fucking like heads up display in life you know <laughs> yeah like i'll th i used to like think of vats when i would like <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> of course every coca-cola i saw nuka-cola <laughs> yeah, nuka i would try a nuka-cola i would try it fuck, yeah, fuck it i don't it's, have long it's, to live. it's worth the radiation right. poisoning <laughs> but yeah i've already got two life suckers um <laughs> so i don't got, i don't got time for fucking more well i i say that but Every time that I, I do have downtime, I play. Uh, I'm still super into Apex. Yeah, and but I was gonna say that's a very jump in and out of kind of game. Yeah, you yeah. can. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can easily lose hours to it, but you don't have to. Exactly. Where yeah. with some games, RPGs, you kind of get it locked in. Yeah. You know, fuck. I used to play Skyrim, and I would go. I would have like maybe a four hour block of gameplay, and half of it would be crafting potions. Shit, dude. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> God help me, I enjoyed it. I would literally just be sitting at a crafting table with a fucking notebook that I had actually in real life. Oh, wow. And the character would be, you know, like with his spell book and shit. And I'd That's be like, awesome. what are the ingredients I need? And I'd be going through my own fucking actual inventory. It's like, all right, four of these, three of these. All right, Fuck make the yeah, potion. Dude. Nice. <laughs> and I would be enchanted shit to make my potions better and it's it was fucking ridiculous dude if i had to put half that much effort into my real life dude yeah so i my buddies that i play with i was like you fucking idiots dude we could have learned a new language mm -hmm. by now like just the amount of time we've put into this one video game the hours yeah don't ever look at your logged hours in your favorite game it's the saddest thing you'll ever do <laughs> I've, I've wanted to, to just like pull myself out of it yeah it's a good sobering moment you're like all right i gotta i gotta do something with my life yeah so <laughs> uh, for a little while it became uh it, got to a point where I was like 
upset with my girlfriend or whoever was next to me if i didn't get to play and i was like mm. oh shit like this yeah. is this is not good yeah. I, I gotta cut back or there was a couple times with my, my ex-wife that was like that where you know i would be like oh man why can't i just do what i want all the time yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and you're like wait a minute that's not a good way to think <laughs> well maybe we can uh mistakes uh send us send us a little bit more money so <laughs> we <laughs> right, can quit our please. jobs <laughs> i would love to play video games all the time and tell you how Fuck awesome yeah. they are yeah Watch us play video games. <laughs> so, speaking of which, I feel like that's probably a good place to leave off and get to yeah. our next episode of a show that's still not out yet, but will be soon. Yeah, great internal clock, dude. That's right at 30 minutes. Ooh. That was amazing. That's how long I masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been masturbating this whole show? <laughs> I have amazing thigh muscles. So, uh, have you heard of uh, people coming uh, without even touching it? Like, people like have they mastered, yeah, uh, have mastered just <laughs> meditating and nutting from the meditation. Jesus. I would be so worried about accidentally slipping into that mindset sometime, you know? <laughs> just, you find out that you act, you do, you, you go into that same thought process when you're playing a video game or something, or like something specific, like a racing game, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden you're playing Mario Kart with someone, oh no, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, so yeah, now we're going to hop into Please Don't Make Me Do This. Is it please or just don't make me do it's this? It's just don't make me do okay. this. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already on Spotify, iTunes, the RSS feed, whatever the fuck you're listening on. We won't know your love is real unless you show it. <laughs> and that does mean dick pics, but don't send that to the RSS feed. <laughs> Physical gratification is the only type I like, so go ahead and very aggressively touch that subscribe button for me. Smash it like you're smashing your nephew i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or niece whatever we don't judge. whatever you're into it's fine <laughs> creepy uncles swing both ways <laughs>